Welcome to the TCK Podcast. This is episode number five with Nick and George. So a little bit into our job qualifications, I guess, or job histories. Yeah. We were just off camera and off mic talking about prior jobs and current jobs. And we just decided uh, we have to record this because I think it. Yeah. <laughs> viewers and listeners out there, you, you don't understand. We, yes, you need to know the struggle that it takes to become an entrepreneur, especially at first if you don't have the funding, you just have a dream. And the jobs that we've done from the beginning to now, it's, and the stories that go along with it will just make you laugh. But we can't say how long this one will be because there are just so many stories and so many different jobs between the two of us, from from landscaping to retail to, to military. It's... It's it's going to be an interesting podcast. Oh yeah, I've done almost all those things too, actually, except for the military. I never I never actually joined the military, but I was part of the Young Marines when I was a kid. Yeah, I did uh, uh, Navy JROTC, and I lasted all of three months because it was taking up my summer at ten years old, and yeah. I lived on an island. Who wants to give up their summer when you live on an island? What island did you live on? Prudence Island, right in Narragansett Bay. Oh, like, man. Yeah, there's probably a big mushroom cloud over that. That's just <laughs> nothing but a party island. I, uh, place is great. I haven't been there in like eight years, but I saw, I've got a lot of really good friends over there. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, I lived there for three and a half years. It was, gr- it was great, but uh, man, do we get into some trouble. Yeah, I bet. Well, when you're between the ages of 10 and 13 and there's nothing to do. Yeah. Yeah, you find stuff to do. Oh, oh no! When I was when I was a kid, we didn't live on an island. We lived in the woods in uh, in Uxbridge, Massachusetts. So our main game was let's throw rocks, let's not get hit by a car, um, let's throw rocks at car. Yeah, that was the next step. That was <laughs> that was the next step. But um, the biggest thing that ever happened in that neighborhood was um, this guy. Like you know, you know how they say you're you're a dad. Don't talk to strangers. Yeah, you yeah. know if and I don't know if your if your boys are at that age where you have to explain to them if a grown man is asking you to help him find his puppy, he doesn't really need help finding his puppy. You know what I mean? See, I knew that. I knew that full well. However, this skeezy ass guy <laughs> comes riding up. I don't know why I remember this so well. He drove up in like an Oldsmobile or like a Chevy Lumina. You know what I mean? Like nice. one of those old, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. and it's just front, ain't front, ain't front, like jalopy down my street. And like to get to my road, you would have to really try. You know, it's like, it's off of a main road, off of a main road, off of a main road. And then like six more roads just to even get to our neighborhoods where all the kids are at. So he knew where he was going. And then on top of which, this dude has the mullet of a lifetime. Number one, he's got some like crazy porno mustache going on (laughs) he's got missing teeth and a velvet interior of his chevy lumina and he's like was it red yes it was like like crushed red velvet that's like that was like stereotypical for that yeah 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 and this guy like (laughs) i think I i was probably around like 10 or 11 at the time and he's like hey hey boys can you uh can you come here for a minute i was like 
you know, and I'm standing like maybe five, ten car lengths away from his car because we're in a cul-de-sac. We're playing, uh, we're playing dirt bikes that day. We put uh, baseball cards in them. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. We've all we've all been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're, we're just <laughs> this is what we did to entertain ourselves in the nineties, guys. Nineties. <laughs> so he's like, "Oh, I I haven't I lost my dog." And I said, "Well, that's unfortunate." And, he, <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, I really need some help finding it." And I said, "Well, you know, the pound is kind of right down the street, and I'm a ten year old kid. What are you doing talking to a ten year old kid?" So my next door neighbor, Mike, he comes out, and Mike was like the badass of the neighborhood. He was super cool even though he had glasses, but no one made fun of him wearing glasses, which I never understood. But that's completely off topic. So he comes up and he's like, Oh, I'll help you out, man. You know, and he's like, you know, a year and a half older than me. So all of a sudden my confidence level just got boosted. So I got like Clem Clemmingson over here driving around his, <laughs> his Chevy Lumina looking for kids. And we're right next to his window. Joe dirt. <laughs> yeah. Joe dirt. <laughs> I glued my wig on my head when I was nine years old. <laughs> so, my mom comes flying out of the house. She's, Nicholas, you get away from that car right now. And this guy, the look on his face, he turns into Casper the Friendly Ghost, a little bit too friendly, and he just left immediately. But the only reason why I even looked at this guy a second time was because there was a beagle that no one knew that was running around the neighborhood. It turns out, I found out later, the kid down the street just got a new dog. It escaped, but this guy was not the owner of that dog. Yeah, that's that's definitely a scary situation. Yeah, it was uh, it was intense, kind of like camping. Intense, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we need sound effects. <laughs> yes, we do. Sound effects will be amazing. <laughs> For now, we'll just use ourselves. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I mean. Oh yeah, jobs. Was, yeah, jobs. So what was what was your first job and how old were you? Man? Oh, okay, okay. Um my first paying gig was working for the city of Pawtucket. I was 15 years old. I made 7.45 an hour and I got to drive one of those zero turn lawnmowers in a cemetery. That's no that's pretty cool. That was an awesome job. Right? I loved that job. I worked there for 3 summers in a row and the Let's see. It was that winter. So I was just turning. No, I had I was 16 at the time because you couldn't work unless you were 16. Right. So right. I was 16. My jobs before that point were just like volunteer, give me money, I'll mow your lawn. Um, so I was 16. And then my first actual job that wasn't temporary, I was working at United States of America. Nice. In East Providence, Rhode yeah, Island. Yeah, yeah, Shout out if you know this place. Um, Hello. Hello. It was actually featured on Family Guy. And yes, it was. <laughs> the owner, the owner of this building, right? He petitioned Fox, and he's like, "Listen, I do not want my company or my employees being represented in this way. Seth MacFarlane has ruined my reputation, so they had to take it off the air. Um, but they did re-air it later on of another version because the people that were actually in the original cartoon that aired were modeled after." The people in the building. Ah, uh, yeah, there's there's a conflict there. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> I would have left it. It was it was an interesting job, but in that job, I learned a lot about um, thieves. I learned a lot about pedophiles. I learned a lot about how to clean up vomit and weird stuff. By the end, I was a DJ. Um, I did all the parties, the birthday parties. Yeah, yeah. I did all of them. I was um, I was a stormtrooper. I was Darth Vader. I was uh, Captain Jack Sparrow. Um, I was Gandalf. Nice. Yep. It was a cool job. 
but uh i kind of grew out of it you know like i, I was kind of sick of making just minimum wage and i worked there for like three years so at that point it just it got to be something else and i was like i'm gonna go to school you know i fell for that trick like, <laughs> i'm gonna go to school and do this yeah so uh after that what, what was your next step i mean at that point you're still in you're still in high school i imagine yeah yeah i was there until i graduated high school and then i started working for ocean state job lot so i left my job as a dj um at skate mechanic there i i did uh skating lessons too on saturday mornings if if it all if any of you are listening to this if you remember dj enlo was my name it was <laughs> dj enlo rocking the beats every saturday morning from 7 to 11 and i played all the 60s 70s 80s rock for all the parents that didn't want to be there that early in the morning and make them coffee green mountain special coffee by the way there you go yeah it was it was an awesome time um, just jet fuel. Yeah, jet fuel. <laughs> jet fuel. So after USA Skates, I worked for Joblot, and I became a cashier, and I only had one overage on my draw in like four years of being a cashier. It was 10 cents. That's impressive. I, I hated being a cashier. Yeah, and this is what we were just talking about because we both done retail, and seasonal retail was the worst at Christmas time. Uh, and... As, uh, I believe I was 16 and I was working for Target. Uh, and this is in no way, anytime we mention a company, we're not uh, downing the company whatsoever. In fact, if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be where we are. So, Oh, no, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, during the Christmas season, people, people change. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happens, but people change. And anybody that works retail or has worked retail will understand this whole thing. Yeah. And they'll be yelling at me for for the you know, the the store not having something. <laughs> I have a coupon. And somehow it's my fault. I'm I'm a sixteen year old cashier. How is this my fault? It got to the point where I was like I was volunteering in snowstorms and that's not even a lie. I volunteered in a snowstorm to go out and push the carriages because Somebody was going to get hurt. Yep. And I was going to get fired. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I, there's, there, that was, that was uh, sadly not my last retail job. Yeah, I did. I did that also. I, every time I left there though, like I left a retail job, it's like, I'm never going to work retail again. I'll do something else. And the only thing you were qualified at for at that age was a retail job. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, my first job, and this goes back to where I was under the table when I was living on the island. My dad had his own little uh, landscaping company. And by little, I mean it was just him. It was, it was just him. Him and me. Wow. And I was, I think I was saying I was 11 or 12 when I when I finally joined him on that. And it was great because there were only two main people, realtors, that rented out houses. And they were both really good friends with my grandmother who lived on the island for years. Oh. So we got a contract with both of them. So anytime they had people come in, you know, they had renters coming in for the weekend or for the week, they'd have us go the day before, mow the lawn. And my grandmother owned the cleaning business on the island. That oh, cleaned all these man. Houses. So we'd go in and we not only did the lawn, <laughs> but we cleaned the houses too. It was a great gig, man. And then while they were there, we did the trash detail. So we'd come by. 
once a week while they were there or, or twice a week, whatever they wanted us to do. And we would haul the trash in our little uh, Toyota pickup truck. It, yeah. It was like an 87 Toyota pickup truck, a little blue four-cylinder thing. Oh. You had to pump the gas just to get the carburetors. Yeah, that's, that's the Toy Story edition. <laughs> yeah, no, it really is. And that was such a badass truck. I mean, that, that thing didn't leave the island ever. And it lasted years, absolutely years. And we hauled so much stuff in that truck. But that gig was great, dude. I was making like 500 a week as, as yeah. What does an 11-year-old, 12-year-old kid do with that kind of money? Jeez. Right? It was a good gig. Anyone know what I spent it on? What was it? Food. Oh. Food. That was it. I wasted a lot of money on food. I bought food for myself. I bought food for all my friends because there wasn't a bank on the island. People paid cash. Ballin! In the, in, in the local store, cash checks. Yeah. Hello. I had cash all the time. It was such a waste. In retrospect, I look back and I want to slap myself. Yeah. But you're a young kid and you don't know what to do with it. And that's what you do. You, you know, lessons learned. Although I would love to say that lessons learned. It wasn't learned because no. as I got older, <laughs> the money went into usually something stupid and irrelevant. Uh, but I think we all we all definitely do that. Everybody does it from time to time. That's I. That's actually what I did with my first job because at the same time I was also working for the city of Pawtucket and USA Skates. So my car insurance was through the roof. Even though, get this is one of my favorite stories of all time. So I got a 1988 Dodge Raider was my first vehicle. Wow. And not many vehicles had this done. I know that for certain import um, cars and trucks the sending country won't allow their vehicle to be sent overseas for whatever reason. Like like Japan to um, Australia, you can't ship certain cars. Right, right. So what Dodge did was like, okay, hey, Mitsubishi, can you make us like a whole bunch of samurais? And they're like, oh, yeah, sure, that'd be great. So then they sent them all over and they go, hee, 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 you know, and they just change all the badges. So it was an entirely <laughs> Suzuki slash Mitsubishi everything, except on the outside it said Dodge. And it had that old, like, pinnacle star yeah, thing yeah, for yeah, the, yeah. the old Dodge logo. Wow. And that was my first vehicle. So I go to the DMV to go register it. And the guy looks at me and he's like, are you serious? You got to be joking. <laughs> I was like, what, what do you mean I got to be joking? It's like... It's out in the parking lot right now. It's like, this thing's awesome. It's a little, like, four-cylinder automatic, and it had, like, roll-up windows, and the radio was super cool, and I was super psyched. The guy didn't know that it was a real vehicle. He thought I was trying to scam the government. So he's like, hey, Patty, get over here. What do you want? So Patty comes over, and she's talking to, uh, I think his name was Jeff. So Patty and Jeff are just chilling behind the desk of the DMV in Pawtucket, which, if you know, was the old Apex. Yes, the Apex Center, yes. Which I bought one of my very first video games there. It was Tarzan for Game Boy. Um, but so I'm arguing with Patty and Jeff about how this is an actual real vehicle. I had to show them a picture and they're like, that's a samurai. I said, no, it's not a samurai. It's, it's, it's marked and badged and VIN numbered and titled from this little Portuguese lady that lived in Bellingham, Mass, (laughs) who only drove it to church and back on Sundays. And he's like, wait, let me get the car guy. So Steve, the car guy comes over and they're all arguing about whether or not it's a real vehicle. And I'm like, it's in the parking lot. Just go and look. So after all this debacle, they finally gave me plates, and then my insurance was crazy. So what I did with my two jobs was one of them I bought pizza from Domino's, and the other one I paid for my insurance. <laughs> so that that was my gig. That was my deal. I would go buy McDonald's for lunch when I was mowing the lawn at uh, at the DPW, and then with my other job, I would buy pizza and soda and um, eventually other things like cigarettes and soda and all the things that this whole podcast is against. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, to be against something, you you really have to... You have to have been through it. You have to know the struggle. Yeah, and that's pretty much what we're talking about is the struggle of uh, working those endless day jobs and night jobs even. I've, I've done third shift. I've worked three jobs at one time, and, and it's just it's brutal. It's absolutely brutal. And it's taken a long time for me to realize that being my own boss is where it needs to be. Doing collaborations like this is where I want to be. Helping others. Uh, that, that's always been my my thing. I've always done things to help others. I did a lot of stuff for free just because, it, you know, yeah, I, I mean, I used, I needed the money, but they needed the help more. Maybe yeah. they didn't have the money, so it wasn't a concern to me. So I'm like, man, i got to figure out how to actually make money off of this. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently they have a word for that, and it's a philanthropist, and they they manage to do much do that, and that's kind of our goal is to be able to help other people while while making a little a decent living. But back to the jobs, it's just there's there. Do you want to spend your life working that nine to five grind? And that that was part of my motivational video I did the other day. Was that on a Monday? Was that Motivational Monday? It was a Motivational Monday, yes. I like those days. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, Nick was upset that I didn't <laughs> post one day, so he made an effort to post about me not posting. <laughs> and you get to see my illustrious kitchen and my super savvy, sweet rice-making moves. Yeah, I'm not sure if uh, TVP is, is for me. Um, no. It looks a little <laughs> sketchy. <laughs> it looks kind of like Fancy Feast when it's all done, and it... It doesn't taste like Fancy Feast. It tastes kind of like sand a little bit if you don't season it. Uh, I'd rather just <laughs> chew on sand. At least it's got salt. Yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have experience with that eating, eating, eating rocks. rocks. Yeah. You, you know. know. Back, to, back to the rocks. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so what has led you to uh, wanting to do something for yourself and breaking away from that uh, the drudgery of of working for somebody else. One of the biggest things that I've always gotten in trouble for when I'm working is, uh, quote unquote, distracting others with, um, with storytelling. So I decided I have a very limited course of action here. I can either keep getting in trouble at work, um, become a voiceover announcer or get a job in radio. So I started looking into this a couple years ago. I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to get a job in radio. So I went to like NPR, I looked at like WPRO, all these radio stations in the area, and then I started to realize that these dudes have been on the air for a really long time, and that's for a reason. It's because they, they've made a name for themselves in this industry, and on top of that, radio stations are going down. Yeah, and they don't pay well. No, they don't. It's... I mean, I love what they do, and I love that they do it. You know, mad respect on, on that, because without them, we wouldn't have podcasting the way we have it. No. These guys, uh, Paul and Al, yeah. 94HDY, yeah. if you're not familiar with them, these guys have been on for over two decades. They're awesome. The same time, the same channel for over two decades. Their material is, yes, it's probably outdated, <laughs> and I can't stand to listen to them. No offense to Paul and Al. I love and respect you guys. Um uh, for what you do but uh yeah the guys like that have been around for forever and you know madman madman yeah uh, madman he's, he's he's still around you know he's still doing his thing at, at overnight and it's it's crazy he's got the saturday night date night it, that's still popular but they don't get paid 
nearly enough for what they do and the crap that they have to deal with because well, they work yeah. they work for a big company that has multiple radio stations and they have to follow a certain guidelines for their show otherwise they can't air it yeah it's all about ratings yeah all about ratings like have you ever seen the movie private parts by howard stern yep yep i finally found that on vhs because i couldn't find it anywhere for, on dvd so i found it on vhs and i remember um my best friend in third grade man if you're if you're listening to this congratulations on your engagement i know we haven't talked to each other since the fourth grade in mrs Scotanis's class and we all know mrs Scotanis. well george doesn't know mrs Scotanis. i have no idea who that is mrs Scotanis was my fourth grade teacher and i remember on the hottest day of the summer there was two days left of fourth grade and the power got shut off at school so we watched a nature documentary and they also would not let us get up to go get bubbler water um for anybody else that's a water water fountain water fountain yes, i call it a bubbler this, this is new england we call it a, it's a bubbler yeah it's a bubbler there is no r in there <laughs> um she was eating coffee cakes and poland spring 24 pack 16 ounce bottles and she had it in her own little cabinet that we had a lock on it she's like oh i'm just so thirsty and we hated that anyway his name is uh thomas jakes tom T, if you're listening to this, awesome dude. We had a great time in third grade. I wish I could go back to third grade again. Anyway, <laughs> Thomas Jakes told me about Howard Stern and how he had stolen the VHS from his sister, uh, private parts. So immediately I was thinking like pee pee poo poo, private parts, third grade, whatever. It's not at all. And then I never got to watch it because my mom came to pick me up. I, I was going to say, did you actually get, to, get no. to watch that? That's that's like my intro to, to porn. Yeah. It was, uh, <laughs> it, was, it was a mistake actually by the, by, by the, the rental place. Yes. Back when that existed. Yeah. When, when there was a blockbusters. Yeah. And uh, I forget what else was around. In fact, this wasn't even a blockbuster. It was some no name. Uh, rental place where I thought I was getting some uh, barbarian film. <laughs> I was so wrong. My dad comes upstairs. My buddy and I were all psyched to watch this. We're sitting there with our eyes open and our jaws dropped like, ah. And then they, they turned it off. Yep. You of know. course. And then obviously they complained because it was uh, the wrong, the wrong uh, VHS. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, that I had a similar experience. Um, I had two friends that were named Tyler. No. One was named Tyler, one was named Thomas. So Thomas was T, Tyler was Tyler, and uh, we were drinking Surge. Surge, man. I can't even... I keep, I've got Ooh. To, yeah, man. We were stuff was liquid crack. We were, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how it was for us. We were drinking Surge, playing um, Mortal Kombat on Sega Genesis, and watching Liar Liar. And there was a scene that our our friend Tyler really wanted to watch. So it was, I don't know if you remember that movie. There was a scene where, like, he's going through a divorce, and there's a scene where his ex-wife calls him on his uh, <clears throat> on his office phone, and, like, the secretary or something is trying to bang him. And <laughs> and there's this one, that, like, he she bit his lip, and he's like, and that's the part he wanted to see, because I remember explicitly he said, fast forward it to the sex. And I'm like, Tyler, that is inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. There was there was a lot of crazy times in uh, Miss McGovern's class in third grade elementary, Taft Elementary School, Uxbridge, Massachusetts. 
Oh man! So reel us back in here to uh, our struggles. At, at yes, this, uh, sorry, uh, Howard well, Stern. Yeah, Howard Stern. Howard Stern. So that's that's where you got the idea. Yes, Howard Stern. Because he he had his radio show and he was trying to get into radio and he went in the movie anyway. He goes through so many different jobs trying to get a radio station and and get on a radio station. A lot of them are in someone's house and it's like this little local stations. And once he starts to break out of his shell and he's talking to the other people in the room that he's not supposed to be talking to, things started happening. The ratings went through the roof. The FCC wanted him dead. and yeah, I remember all that. Yeah. yeah. And and then he got on, what, what was it, uh, Sirius? Yeah, Sirius Satellite Radio. Yeah. And now, yeah. now he, like somebody, they pirate his show on YouTube, you know, but they, they record his show on whatever channel it's on, and then they put it on YouTube, and I just, I thought it was pretty cool. So if I wanted to get into radio... I would either have to do a pirate radio station with an FM transmitter and reach like what 50 people or try and get in radio. And the the way has already been paved with people like Paul and Al and like Howard Stern, but to copy that is disrespectful. Yeah, absolutely. Got to do your own thing. You got to find what works for you and and what we do here is Everything that we're talking about just comes up organic. We're just having a conversation between two guys, and you guys are happen to be listening. Yeah, and and that's great. That's what works for us. We're hoping that you enjoy what you hear. If you want to hear more about any particular topic, we're more than happy to. But expect we go off on rants. That just happens all the time. <laughs> and that's that's actually that was one thing when I was a DJ. That was one of my hardest things because I had a script that I had to read, and it would be like, "Welcome to United States of America." The home of skating in America, even though it's not. We have a pizza promotional deal today where you can buy one, get one half off, and a free pitcher of any Pepsi product. I read through that thing like once, and I just decided to wing it. So I'm in a crow's nest. It was super cool. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm up in the crow's nest. There's all like double-sided mirrors everywhere. And I had secret cameras hidden around the building. Like I could switch to them on my switchboard just so I could make sure that no one was doing something they're not supposed to be doing, like breaking into the building or punching a kid. Right. Um, and it was great. Like I could turn all the lights off and, you know, like make it like night skate, you know, or a couple skate. And it ended up being really fun. But. I felt a little bit like Howard Stern because I was getting complaints from paranoid people. Like there was this one. I played uh, Jeremy Pearl Jam. Oh yeah, yep. Good she, song. It was. It's an excellent song, and it has a lot of meaning behind it. It's all about his growth as a man to not pick on people and to understand that his words carry weight. Well, this, this lady, she goes and complains to my manager, and she says that's the devil's music. Pearl Jam is the devil. And I was like, are you serious? Do I really have to play high school musical right now? <laughs> yes, you do. That's part of the gig. You have to play top 40. And I said, I don't to play top 40. I'm going to do my own thing. So I just play Blues Traveler instead. <laughs> oh, but that's the devil's music too, man. Oh, of course it is. The hook. You know, oh, 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 oh. You know it's not really. But you know, <laughs> I had so much problems, so many problems being a DJ there because I was, I was always restricted. So I just decided that I was going to go off and do my own thing. And it was not until years later that I decided to ever pick up a microphone. I was in multiple bands and things and it just, it wasn't coming across. So I just, I said, you know what, I'm going to make a podcast and and I got to get it out there. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I'd never even thought about doing so. I always knew I, everybody I talk, I, I love to talk, love to talk. 
and I love to talk about things I'm passionate about. Yeah. And people will listen most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) If you're excited about something, people usually become intrigued about what it is that you're passionate about. Yeah. And, you know, about three years ago now, I'm, you know, I'm starting to lose track on how many years I've been into the health field. Uh, But my brother-in-law had suggested, he goes, listen, you really should start a podcast. You know, with everything that you know and everything that you're doing, you're going to school for, yeah, you should you should try and launch one. I'm like, yeah, 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 that'd be nice in the future. I kind of yeah. kept pushing it off, like that's a great idea, but everybody's doing it. Yeah, yeah a couple of years ago, it was it was this thing like, oh, follow my RSS feed, man. Yeah, it became it became like I've started. I can't tell you how many podcasts I've listened to, and I still listen to quite a few of them. But I've actually filtered quite a few of them out. Like yeah. I used to have 50 lined up. Uh, on iTunes and, and other and other podcast modalities, and now it's now it's down to like five. Yeah, and I I'll catch those when I can because it, there's such thing as too much information, and then you have to decipher which is the real information that's being given. And mm-hmm. I finally filtered it down to like five different podcasts that I can truly trust, mm-hmm. uh, and it makes my time. Uh, a little more available too. If I'm traveling the car, I just plug it into the radio and you know through our little auxiliary output. But I found, you know, even recently, I'm like, you know what? I really wanna, I really wanna do this. Let, let's give it a go. And when I do something, I go all in, uh, hands down, all in. Yeah. The, like I discussed, uh, you know, with the the podcast be- previously about my my dietary regimen that I've been through. I go all in. It's all or nothing for me. And this is it. This is all or nothing. We're here because we truly love what we do and what we talk about. We have a lot to say. We hope you enjoy listening. And yeah, I can't say I can't say anymore how much fun we're having doing this. That's that's one thing that I don't I don't know if people really understand is how much fun this actually is to do. Like, I come home from my regular job, and I'm tired, and I'm sick of the world, and I don't want to do anything except work on the TCK project. Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong. It, it is work. We're, we're messaging each other back and forth. Day in, day out. Yeah, probably sometimes till midnight. It, it, you know, it's just, it's constant. And that's what happens when you're trying to build a business. And podcasting is a business. It, it You know, what we're trying to do here is... You know, I don't know. We're just doing so much trying to get the podcast up. Yeah. And it, but it's so much more than being a YouTuber. That was that was something else I was thinking about last night. I've, I've been watching these videos, and it's either like some preteen girl or like some teenage girl or some dude that flips his hair around all the time, and he's like, oh, I'm, I'm a YouTuber, and this is how you get subscribers, and these are really easy ways to make money with YouTube. And you look at his subscriber base, and he has like millions of subscribers. And I wonder why this is. Well, that's because you know the people that are watching him only have the attention span of a fly. Yeah, that's the other thing. That I, <laughs> I've had multiple channels on on YouTube. One of them was Rubu Twenty Two, which in the beginning I I was just doing it for fun. It was super cool. And then all of a sudden I got a subscriber, and I had no idea what that was. So I was like, okay, I'll keep making them. So at a certain point, I saw that my views were going through the roof. I was making money on AdSense. Um, mainly because I started making pipes. I was unemployed at the time, so I started making wooden pipes. Um, 
like Gandalf pipes and stuff, and it was fun. Yeah, you showed me a picture of those. Those are pretty cool. Yeah, they were really awesome. But they took so long to make that it wasn't worth my time in the end because yeah, the, the, the time to money or profit ratio it, it just, just didn't work out. It didn't. Yeah. It didn't work at all. Yeah, totally you know, been there. and that's how that's how I felt with the, the whole YouTube venture. And at the time, I had an iPod, but I had no idea what a podcast was. So I was inadvertently subscribing to podcasts like nobody's business. I had no idea what it even was. But with what we're doing now, it is a lot of work, but it is all amazing. Yeah, and it's it it, it is this is this is our struggle and the YouTube we're going to po- we do post YouTube videos just so you can see who we are, you know, the the voice behind the the mic. Yeah. And to show that we're real people with real problems, real struggles, and you can see what we're working with. The 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 office here, the studio, which we've dubbed the cave. Yeah, the cave. Is, uh, it's it's just a small office in a basement, and this is this is what we're working with. We're working with some minimal equipment. You know, I've we've got two laptops, one ancient one. It works rather well, though. I will give you that. Yeah, Lenovo T60 from 2005. <laughs> and I'm running off of a tablet, uh, and it's working. It works great. You know, our mics are nothing spe- special, little condenser mic, and and uh, that's this is what we're working with. And we're looking to upgrade these things to provide better content, uh, better quality content, because the content's always quality. Come on, look at that. This is great co- content. Yeah, yeah, no, it's amazing. And that's, that's actually one thing that... Uh, we were talking about earlier was production quality in podcasts and YouTube videos. Because I, I started listening to some podcasts and I couldn't stand it at all. It was like, Welcome to the podcast. I couldn't understand a word this guy was saying. He was breathing into the mic like Leon Phelps, the ladies' man. You know, like that movie? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show. You know, it's. I don't want to imagine... You should charge for that, man. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. 1-900 Nick. 1-900. <laughs> We're up all night. But he is. I'm, I'm in bed by eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the other business that we're running. It's totally legit. Mm, okay. Yeah. <laughs> This is why this is why you can't use the phone after eight PM. <laughs> yeah, so we're totally off topic. But I think <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's part of the show. It's, it, it is. It is. It's and the Howard Stern part of the show. One nine hundred numbers. One nine hundred TCK. Yeah, I think those should be separate. <laughs> 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 you, you're short a few numbers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, letters. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I only got the area code, didn't I? You pretty much. Yeah, no, that's lame. That, that's okay. Um, oh, TCK love. <laughs> One nine hundred. Oh man. This is why I don't have a phone anymore. <laughs> this is why we don't record later in the afternoon. No, no. Normally we record bright and early Sunday morning with a cup of coffee. Now, now we're all pretty beat, but unfortunately, time time constrictions. We had to do it now. But um, but yeah, uh, I guess. Yeah, bottom line, um, in my experience, and I know in your experience, George, we're listening to shows or we're watching somebody on YouTube, and for me to subscribe to somebody, 
I want to know who they are. I want to hear their material. I want to hear what's actually going on. I'm not just going to sub just for a sub. So whether it's on SoundCloud, iTunes, whatever, um, or YouTube, as the case may be, um, we're doing this kind of candid confessional podcast here just to show you a little bit more about who we are, what we do. Because we did it in the first one, but um, it wasn't super loosey-goosey, you know? Yeah, and this is this is who we are. This is how we are on a normal basis, you know? Um <laughs> This is the raw. This is I don't know TCK raw radio. If yeah, you raw, want to radio. raw radio. Raw uh, radio. This the, and this is the way the rest of the podcast is going to be from here on out. So you get a little taste of who we are and the beginning, kind of our credentials, more or less. Now you're getting into the person or the people, uh, and on a more real, intimate level. And and that's what's going to be great because we're going to continue this way, and you'll learn. A little bit about us, a little bit about health, a um, little bit about you know current events in 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 the world, whether it be health, fitness, whatever, uh, whatever topics kind of come off the top of our head because this is the way we are, and it's gonna be it's gonna be great, man. It's, uh, I'm gonna I'm having a blast already. Just oh yeah, the show's amazing. I w- I would listen to our show if I was a doppelganger of me. <laughs> I would listen to the show. And probably wonder all the time, that guy sounds just like me. How do I find the time? You know, right? But you hear yourself different, so you wouldn't even know it was you. You're right. That's a whole other thing, man. If we were to meet our doppelganger, like face to face, we wouldn't even recognize it as ourselves. No, no. As I, I've seen a couple of people that give me a double take, and I think it might be me. But I don't know. I don't know what to make of it when that happens. One time it was a mirror, so I know that was <laughs> I know it wasn't actually me. Just um, scared yourself. Yeah, I did. I was I was I was sitting in the back of a Buick uh a Buick Century. It was oh, like jeez, you and these uh I I got a history with these things. It's <laughs> Yeah, not not even good classics either. No. Like, these are the ones that that's, you know, yeah. that fall apart. No, this one was terrible. It was it was white. Well, it used to be white. Buick Century with crushed red velvet. It was actually that like maroon yeah, yeah. color, you know. And I'm sitting in the yeah. back seat, and I'm like, I'm nodding off. I'm passing out. I'm just chilling in the back, and, and I look out the window, and I see myself right in front of me. What I didn't realize at the time was it was the side view mirror. And I was, like, guys, oh, whew. <laughs> it's just me in the mirror because I thought that there was some guy like creeping up at me, you know. <laughs> And I was like, dude, go, go. Oh, woo. No, it's okay. I'm good. I'm just really tired. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> oh. So, is there anything else you wanted to talk about as far as business? Um, promoting business, what what we do here, you know, we're not, we're not just shooting the shit all the time. We, we, uh, we do have a purpose. No, yeah, actually, that's that's one big thing. Um, a while back, I started looking at what sponsors do and what what how a radio station gets paid. Because I'm thinking, like, people don't go to a radio station, you know. But they get paid through sponsorships. So, uh, one thing that I know we've had a really big impact from is other people sharing our material, helping us out. And that's what we want to do in return. Is is sort of like, quote-unquote, have somebody be a sponsor for us. Yeah, yeah. Um, so at the moment, one of our biggest struggles 
is transportation costs, hosting fees, which are normal things. And uh, equipment upgrades. Uh, yeah, equipment yes. upgrades too. Um, and it would be it would be great to, at the same time as getting our business off the ground, get somebody else's business off the ground as well. Like I know in my area, I'm I'm without a vehicle right now. Um, but in my area, there are there are loads of awesome places. Like there's a little vegan bakery near my house, and they do amazing work. It's called uh, Heirloom Cafe in nice. Danielson, Connecticut. They they have food that if you just went in there to eat it, you wouldn't know it was vegan. I'm still gonna walk in there with my bacon shirt. Yeah, oh, go for it. <laughs> they would probably have a really fun laugh. <laughs> but it's great. Like the first thing I ever ate there was a cranberry muffin. I was like, holy crap, this thing is amazing. And she goes, yeah, it's vegan. It's like, how did you pull this off? It's not a brick, you know? <laughs> right, right. If, if you haven't tried, uh, like, a vegan or, like, gluten-free uh, baked goods, they're usually really dense. Yeah. It's... They can be good. They can be really good. But if done wrong, it's nothing but a, it, it is it's a brick. Yeah, no. It's like the time that I made cornbread and I, um, I mixed out all the bubbles. I didn't realize. So mm-hmm. then I made it and it was this this sheet of corn <laughs> at the end my punishment i had to eat the whole thing but i made like an entire like nine by 12 pan oh of cornbread See, for that's dinner. why i don't bake i let my wife bake yeah, i'll cook just about anything oh yeah i, I can i can yeah. cook too in, in fact for those of you who don't know that that's how that this whole thing started was with me cooking for other people uh tattooed caveman kitchen is actually my kitchen that i was cooking out of yes that's right that was episode number one it was episode one um, and it was just, uh, it was not an adventure that I wanted to go into it was it was more work than I had time for. Yeah. And it, it was, it was fun. It was fun helping people heal. Cause I did custom menus for people with different, um, different issues, different chronic diseases, uh, from, from cancer all the way to gut dysbiosis, uh, like leaky gut. Oh yeah, I was going to say, is that the leaky Lyme thing? Dis- yeah, Lyme's disease. Uh, working, working with uh, my dad who has chronic neurological Lyme, which is, which is another podcast. I've got a great, great podcast uh, lined up for that. I'm just waiting to uh, set a date with the author of A Twist of Lyme, Andrea Caesar, Ooh. who is a fellow Ava consultant and one of the founding consultants. She is amazing. If you haven't seen her or read her book, A Twist of Lime, it's uh, basically an autobiographical um, take on her journey with Lime and how she is almost in remission. Really? Yeah. And and the the chronic one that's the that's the horrible one. Yeah. No. That's that's the that's the one that no matter how many antibiotics you 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 go through, yeah, you're not gonna kill it. And like I said, Lyme. I could talk all day about Lyme. It's one of the things. My dad having it, I've researched to no end. Mm-hmm. And I would rather rather than you hearing me rant about it, I'd rather go back and forth with Andrea, who's lived it. Yeah. And is currently living with it. And and she's able to do extraordinary things. She's got some extraordinary things uh, that she does and is doing currently. And I'll let Andrea fill you guys all in on that. And that's for a later podcast. So be be t- you know you know keep an eye out for that one. That one's going to be an amazing podcast once we start doing interviews. And that's another thing we want to do interviews for small businesses. If you have one that you want uh, to to reach out to different people, you know we'll help you out. By all means, that's that's exactly what we're here for. Yeah, it's like, I can't wait to do that, especially the lime one because my brother has lime. Yeah, yeah. 
and uh, he, we were told that like he got rid of it, but he's always experiencing symptoms. Yeah, you know, not to dive into Lyme, but once you have Lyme, and you, I mean, it's so so controversial the whole Lyme thing. It it the actual Lyme bacteria acts like syphilis. Yeah, yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's right. And it corkscrew it has a corkscrew like effect, and mm-hmm. will actually corkscrew into tissue organs organ tissue muscle mm-hmm. and it can cross the, the blood brain barrier and get into and get into your brain and it usually settles in the frontal lobe yep and some people will even experience ataxia which is which is uh losing balance out of nowhere they'll just they could just be standing oh. still and all of a sudden they'll go down and they've it's hard to it's hard to correlate that uh, the lime to the ataxia but they know it is a symptom for sure uh there's i can't remember the doctor's name but he runs a lyme clinic down in florida and he discovered that there's a pathway from the frontal lobe to the cerebellum the cerebellum is what what allows your balance that controls your motor function balance Mm -hmm. and uh he noticed a direct correlation to the lyme and ataxia and i've seen it firsthand with my dad and it's it's scary because if they're alone and all of a sudden they drop, they can hit. My dad's yep. knocked himself out and, you know, he's woke it. Luckily, he hasn't done a lot of damage, but it can be pretty traumatic. Again, that's we'll dive it deep into that. That that'll be probably a, more than a that'll be a series. <laughs> that'll, yeah, that'll be a series of uh, of Lime special podcast. So uh, we will be coming to a close here in a minute, but. Just to give you a little update, something to look forward to. I may also have uh, a special guest who has escaped a cult. Whoa, do tell. Can you, or can you not tell? Well, I'm going to let him tell the story. It happened, awesome. it happened quite a long time ago, and uh, he would be very interested in talking about his experience escaping a radicalist cult. That is awesome. Yeah. I want. I wanted to. I didn't even tell George about this. No, I, I'm hearing this just, first now. This is that, that's pretty cool. It's just it's super cool. He told me the story when I worked with him, and it blew me away. And I said, "Man, when I make a radio show, you're gonna be my special guest. I have to have you on this show." Yeah, yeah. So and, uh, uh, talk to him. Let's let's get a date on this. Yeah, and, I got it. Uh, I have to. The story is just amazing. We'll, we'll make that happen. So we, yeah, we've got we've got guests lined up. Uh, hopefully, starting in September. That looks like uh, the roundabout date. Uh, from a yoga studio to you know philanthropy, yep. possibly an oncologist, and then uh, authors. We go, we want to get we want to get everybody. Out. We'll even feature musicians. Uh, you know, they can we can sample their music. We can do live in studio stuff. I think that'd be pretty cool. That'd be amazing. Yeah. So lots of lots of variety with this show. You never know what's uh, what's going to come out of our mouths. One no. or what to expect. No. Bottom so. line, we like to talk to people. We love talking to people, and we want to talk to you. So make sure you send us a message either on our website, TattooCavemanKitchen.com, or you can visit our Facebook page on SoundCloud. Make sure on SoundCloud, because I love seeing the stats when I wake up in the morning, go and like the show, um, listen subscribe. to the show, subscribe to them, leave us some comments. Um, it's, it's a whole lot of fun, especially if we're having a bad day. It's just something cool to do to have this in this environment where people can talk to one another that way. And it's just, it's something I'm always looking forward to. Uh, so make sure you do that. Um, once again, uh, we have a Facebook, we have a Twitter, we have an Instagram, we have a website and we have the uh, podcast on SoundCloud, all with tattoo K band kitchen. 
Yep, all all will be linked uh, in the uh, comment section. So, absolutely, and we are working on a way to get um, better video of the entire show to post on YouTube. Um, so please stay tuned for that. Yeah, um, yeah. We're just looking for the the upgraded camera. Uh, right now, our camera only records for twelve minutes. Yeah, it's it's twelve minute section. So you get little teasers. <laughs> it's kind of lame. So we're we're working on that. So make sure you stay tuned. Uh, like like the show. Tell everybody else about the show because that the only way that this works, the only way grassroots works, is if people talk about it. So share the stuff. I don't care. Share the stuff. Get it all out there. Tell your neighbor. Tell your priest. Tell your mailman. Do whatever you need to do. Get it out there because there's going to be many more stories. We were actually working on um, story time only episodes. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be caveman confessions, <laughs> and that's something that I started uh, a while back with a website. And you can actually look at some of my caveman confessionals. I may, I may just uh, read right off of those to start with, see how you guys like them, because I'm not sure if anybody's actually reading them. So maybe you like to listen to my voice. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, listen to the voice. Or maybe I'll just have Nick read it because his voice is a lot better than, than, than mine. Uh, and we'll make sure it's it's late night. Make sure you call in at one nine hundred TCK love. That's not a real number. Do not call that. I don't know what it is. Yeah, and I apologize if that is a real number, and I'm not sure you're gonna get. Let us know though. Seriously, if you do call that. Yeah, yeah, because actually eight six seven five three zero nine was for Gem Plumbing. Yeah, now it's Gem Plumbing. Well, yeah. they, they bought that a while ago. Yeah, they did. At one point, it was somebody's actual number. Yep. And they got pissed because <laughs> I called them and I asked for Jenny. I was at the movie theater, the Showcase Cinemas in Warwick, and I called them on a payphone, and I said, "Hi, is Jenny there?" And she's like, we don't have anybody who works here named Jenny. I said, no. I wonder, I wonder how many times they get that phone call. She must have gotten it a lot because she was so mad. She was screaming at me. See, I would have had fun with that. Oh, I would have too. It I would have totally had fun. Like, this is Jenny. <laughs> how can I help you? How'd you get my number? <laughs> I heard it on the radio. <laughs> I read it on the wall. In the bathroom stall. Yeah. Oh, now, now, we're, now we're going to different songs. Here. Oh. <laughs> That, that's there's another funny story all last night we were trying to stump each other with 90s songs he, he clearly had me beat being a dj yes i let that cat out of the bag a little bit too late yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was unfair advantage but it, it was it was fun i'm looking at the, and it was all through text it wasn't even like he was singing it to me which would have been nice and sultry i can imagine no 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 it was all on facebook all messenger on facebook messenger 900 facebook messenger yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, again, you have uh, you know where to reach us. Uh, look for the next episode of TCK, and we look forward to hearing all the reviews. So subscribe, like, review, comment. Don't, but I really would love to hear back from you all. Oh yeah, that's that's one of my favorite favorite things. And this has been the TCK Podcast with Nick and George signing off. Please make sure you leave me a message. I, I really want to hear from you guys. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> <laughs>